Assalamu alaikum my name is John Fontaine and welcome back to another episode of the Fiqh of Love. I'm joined today with, by Dr. Muhammad Salah. Assalamu alaikum Shaykh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you, John. How's it going? Wonderful, alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. You know, so far in the last episode we were speaking about istikhara. Yeah. Where, you know, some subhanAllah people, you know, who are interested in marriage, they've been doing their homework, they've, you know, done their research on this, on an individual. You know, they've, they've, they've uh, consulted the community, they've consulted their family and friends, and they've also prayed istikhara. Yeah. And at this point, they've found somebody who, you know, this is a good match. So they've actually gone and approached the guardian, or the other way around. Sure. And they've decided that they want to get married. Okay. So my question is, today I want to discuss the concept, or the Islamic concept of the engagement. Yeah. Well, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala nabiyya Mustafa wa ba'd. It's exactly as you said, you followed a certain beautiful sequence, the investigation of the individual, then uh, consulting people and uh, praying istikhara, then when you feel comfy, you proceed on towards the proposal, or the girl proceeds on towards accepting the proposal, the, the girl or her guardian. So the next step is to do what is known as khitbah. In Arabic, the term khitbah could be pronounced as khutbah. Khutbah <laughs> means the level of speech. Like khutbah to Jum'ah or the Eid. But khitbah with a kasra or a zair beneath the first letter, it refers to the engagement. And engagement in Islam is totally different than engagement in the UK where you guys have... Uh, yeah, yeah, I wanted to ask you about this because... You know, you mentioned just in, in the break, we, we were just speaking about this, you mentioned engagement. Yeah. And of course, from the non-Muslim perspective, from my background, before I was a Muslim, an engagement mm. is when, you know, you propose to a woman, she's accepted. Mm. So then you would, um, you would kind of be like boyfriend and girlfriend for maybe two or three years. Mm. You would live with each other. You, even in England, they even have children. And this is all before the marriage. And of course, this isn't the type of engagement that you're referring to. No, that's totally different. We're <laughs> talking about uh, fiqh of love mm. and engagement and marriage and marriage contract all from an Islamic perspective. Mm. So uh, the khutbah or the engagement is a proposal to get married and it doesn't exceed being mere promise to get married. Mm. So it, it does not actually make any lawful, unlawful nor does it make any unlawful, lawful, mm -hmm. if you understand what yes, I mean. Yes. So for instance, when you propose to a girl and the family do their part, investigate your background and they pray istikhara and they say, yeah, and they accept your proposal. Mm -hmm. In this case, they give you a promise that yeah. she will marry you. That's called engagement. So it is mere promise to marry that person. Yeah. Which that, in yeah. other words, means that no one else can propose mm. because you already proposed and your proposal had been mm. uh, accepted. Mm. So you're given the word that it's okay, you will marry her. Mm. We haven't done any marriage contract yet. Sheikh, there's, there's a misconception because people think merely being interested in someone would actually stop someone else proposing. No, no, mm. no. Because you can be interested mm. And you don't show that. Mm. You, you don't actually take any uh, mm. step towards mm. that. You don't propose. You don't visit the guardian. You don't even talk to her. So how would I know? 
you know, uh, the person who happened to propose first, let's say that five people propose at a time, go ahead and propose. Only when the guardian or the girl says, yeah, I prayed istikhara and I think I like that guy. Mm. So now we are in the, in the stage of engagement. That's it. The door is closed. Yeah. No one else can propose. But while they have not granted a word to anyone, as many people as possible can propose. No problem. Uh, meanwhile, we know that a guy can propose to a girl and visit uh, this family and this family and this family, multiple families mm. in the same uh, time or within a period of a few days because he wants to see this, he wants to see that. And meanwhile, they will get to see him. He doesn't know who would accept him. Yeah. So all of that it does not give any commitment yeah. to any person. Only when the proposal is accepted mm -hmm. and now they are engaged. And this engagement, there is nothing official to be done like exchanging uh, rings or writing down mm -hmm. a contract. Uh, no commitment whatsoever mm -hmm. besides the fact that mm -hmm. no one can propose mm -hmm. to her. So See, when you visit the mm -hmm. family, John is my daughter's fiancé. Yeah. Fiancé in Arabic, khatib. Mm -hmm. yani, he got engaged to my daughter. What does it mean? In the engagement period, no one can propose because they are getting married. Yeah. When? Sooner, so later, in a few months. So they're in the stage of actually preparing, preparing. for the actual... But the wedding. decision has been made. Yeah. So that's why no one else... The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said in the Hadith, which is narrated by Abdullah ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him and his father, لا يخطب أحدكم على خطبة أخي. No one should propose to a woman yeah. while somebody else have already proposed and their proposal have been accepted. Yeah. Even though they are not married, some people say, well, they are not married yet. Yeah. But they accepted that guy. So it is not so permissible because it creates hatred. Yes. And Islam blocks the means which lead to hatred. Not only in the wedding, yeah. but also in business transaction. Yeah. You know, you're interested in buying a particular item. And uh, you made a deal with the guy and he should interest how much he said uh, 50 grand. He said, okay. And you're talking about it. You haven't paid yet. No one else has the right mm. to jump in mm. to say, so I, I will pay more. So, Sheikh, how long would this engagement be from an Islamic perspective? You know, what's, you know, because sometimes you hear of even Muslim engagements being over a year long, for instance. Yeah. In fact, Islam did not limit the engagement period to a certain uh, uh, period or time frame. Mm. Uh, it's basically based on the conditions of the couple. Sometimes the father says, you know, look, my daughter is in her finals. She's having her last year and her exams will be in 15 months. Mm. So she will not get married before she graduates. I don't want her to get pregnant and get busy with the kids and drop her school. Mm. So she's been uh, doing very well at school. She's gone a long way. I want her to finish. Mm. Is this a legitimate reason? Yes, it's a legitimate reason. Okay. Mm. You can say, well, uncle, I promise that I will let her finish her education, etc. But if the guardian insists because of many uh, incidents that he's seen that some of the girls have dropped school, he doesn't want his daughter to drop school. So it lasts for a year, for a year and a half. Uh, but the engagement period is recommended to be short, mm. a matter of weeks, mm. a matter of months, mm. not too long. But Islam does not forbid or does not restrict 
and say it must be not more than a year. It doesn't say that. Okay, so so it, it, as long as it's agreed upon by the family and everyone, everyone agrees and yes. there's no problem. But you recommend it to be as short as possible. Exactly. Yeah. Why? Because, subhanAllah, in, in case that the engagement lasted for years, mm. then any party, any of them, decided to uh, break off, mm. it becomes heartbreaking. You it's know, like I've they were already married. Yeah. I've actually it's been seen this myself. Three years, yeah. four years. Yeah. Guess what? Some people get engaged. I'm talking about in Muslim societies mm. for five and more years. Mm. You know, I've it's very hard. I've, I've actually witnessed this myself. I've I've come across many uh, situations like this where people have prolonged the engagement for for nearly two years, and then it doesn't work out. You know, and they've invested so much time, energy, and love even in mm. into this engagement with the hope of being married and it didn't work out okay and and somebody gets hurt you know and then people fall into depression etc this is one healthy. thing the second mm. uh, you know when the engagement period is prolonged they get used to each other like they're already mm. married yes so he's coming into their house day and night sometimes no one is at home mm. they're going out and so on this is cultural yeah. and that is not permissible so we said mm. it does not make any Unlawful, lawful. So that's the, so. Just to clarify, so there's no. It doesn't give them rights over each other. No, no. That yeah, is the meaning of in, in it. Doesn't cultures, change yeah. the ruling of yeah. the relationship halal yeah. and haram. Yeah. In some cultures, in they, they may be Muslim, mm. but they have different cultures. They they are almost living as if they're married. You know, he's telling her what to do, what not to do, etc. What 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 do you say about this? Well. It, when it comes to the arrangement for the future marriage life, this is different than approaching the girl and treating her as if she is your wife already, mm. or dealing with your fiance. The girl deals with her fiance as if that is her husband already. No, he's not your husband yet. Yeah. So when he comes home or he comes to pick you up from school, uh, you don't hug, you don't kiss, you don't shake hands, you say, I missed you. Where have you been? And you get used to each other like, no, mm. you're still strangers to each other mm. with regards to the relationship of halal and haram. In, in, in Islam, mm. there is either a mahram, mm. a husband, or an ajnabi. Mm. A mahram are those whom you are not allowed to marry forever, like mm. a brother, an uncle, a grandfather, a son, um, and a stepson. Mm. But the ajnabi or the foreigner or the stranger mm is somebody whom he is neither your husband mm. nor is he your mahram mm. so in this case you're not allowed even to shake hands so they're alone going out mm. together some of the young ones who are in engaged or maybe they're not even engaged they're just interested in each other <laughs> you know maybe they want to go to a coffee shop or they want to go to the mall alone would, would this be okay mm. No, we spoke mm. about that before. Going out with a girl or going oh. out, the girl is going out with a boy mm. in order to get to know him. That is not permissible. Mm. Here in this program, we are explaining what is halal and haram. Mm. Um, and we say that we are not going to impose what is cultural over what is Islamic. Mm. So it is our duty, we're discussing this to show mm. uh, the youth and to show the parents. Maybe in your culture is different, mm. but this is what Allah and His Messenger Peace be upon him says. The khutbah was mentioned in Surah Al-Baqarah, chapter number 2, mm. 
which means there is no blame upon you when it comes to uh, giving a hint concerning proposing to a woman who has been widowed during the waiting period or the idda. It is not permissible to uh, tell a woman who loves her husband and she's a widow, the waiting period is four months and ten days. Mm. It is not permissible to say, I would like to marry you. Yeah. That is not permissible. Okay. You know, it's not permissible to send somebody to tell her that I want to marry you. Yeah. But giving a hint, yeah. like what? Telling her brother, you know, your sister, mashallah, is a very good sister. I think once the idda is over, she would find a lot of people, a lot of people show interest. Mm. You know, indirectly, it's okay. Mm. So this is where the term khitbah is mentioned in the Quran. Jazakallah khair, Sheikh. Sheikh, we're just going to take a very short break and sure. we'll be right back. So those of you who are at home listening, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Salaam alaikum. Assalamu alaikum Welcome back to the Fiqh of Love. Assalamu alaikum, Shaykh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So, Shaykh, just before the break, you were saying that being engaged to someone, it doesn't really make anything lawful or unlawful. There's no, you know, you're not married yet. Can yeah, you yeah. elaborate on that? Yeah, that it, it doesn't make anything lawful, unlawful. Oh, sorry. Like, <coughs> nor does it make any unlawful, lawful. Yes. So, we spoke about the unlawful term. Yeah. I cannot touch this woman because she's not my wife and she's not my mahram. Mm. So engagement would not give me the legitimacy mm. to touch her, to go out with her, to kiss her, yeah. or to be in private with her, mm. because she is still mm. a non-mahram to me. Yeah. Only when we do the marriage contract, enjoy it. Sheikh, we have, uh, <coughs> of course, in this day and age, you have social media, WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, all the other grams, <laughs> different types of social media things where, where maybe people can have contact with each other. Uh, how should this be regulated? You see, a practicing Muslim man or Muslim woman, young or old, they know their limitations. Mm. They do not unnecessarily interact with the opposite mm. gender just mm. for the sake of chatting. Yeah. You know? No, this is not the case. So why would I talk to a woman who is mm. not lawful for me? She's mm. not my wife. Mm. Uh, she's not my family member. Mm. On what basis? Why? Why would I say that you look cool, you look nice? I like your figure, uh, I like your glasses, I like yeah. your hairstyle. W Muslims yeah. do not do that. What about pictures and videos and these things? Uh, likewise, <laughs> uh, exchanging uh, videos and yeah. pictures. We said in the engagement period, mm. this is a period of preparation for mm. what to come next. It's mm. just simply mere promise that we're mm. going to get married. And guess what? Mm. Either one of them has the full freedom to call it off without any commitment. Not only the, the, the man, the fiancé, the, the, the male, mm. but also the girl mm. can say, I'm not interested. Mm. Here are your gifts. Mm. What about Goodbye. her wali as well, if he's not, her guardian, if he's not happy with the situation? Again, if the guardian during the engagement mm. found out some information which led to changing the view dramatically, mm. also he has a right to mm. withdraw his consent mm. because he's playing the role of, you know, securing the future mm. of the girl who's under... Mm his guardianship. Mm. And also it doesn't make 
any lawful unlawful mm-hmm. so you know if you marry a girl then you divorce her if you marry a woman and divorce her then it's absolutely forbidden to marry her mom or her daughter mm-hmm. or stepdaughter because you got married to this woman mm-hmm. but in the case of engagement no okay simply because you have not gotten married yet you know after the uh, the marriage contract then in case of separation there will be a lot of commitments there will be nafaqa there will be adda there will be the dowry she will keep mm-hmm. the dowry but in case of separation during the divorce whether it's he decided you know uh, i just realized that i'm not the right person for you that's mm-hmm. a nice way to face it mm-hmm. or she decided the uh, the same mm-hmm. and she called it off mm-hmm. so we say the gifts if the man is demanding his gifts mm-hmm. which are still like valuable gifts and they still exist should be refunded and returned back to him mm-hmm. uh, gold rings necklaces uh, ma- uh, cash mm-hmm. money uh, some people give uh, valuable gifts vehicles mm-hmm. okay but the gifts which are even the though this is not a part of the mahr because it's, it's, it's not just a mahr yet. just a gift it's, it's just a gift yeah. okay but there are some gifts which are either disposable have been consumed or in the form of food mm. drink like uh, he took the whole family once for dining outside mm. and he paid like 500 bucks <laughs> or a thousand they broke uh, the engagement mm. so he wouldn't come back and say you know i took you for dinner i want that much money mm. no of course not mm. but mm, you know during the engagement he was so kind that to buy her a diamond ring that's mm. 700 dollars Mm. or $1,700. So during the engagement, if either one of them decided to call it off, he has the right to collect those valuable gifts mm. as long as they still exist. Yeah. Okay? Or their values. Give him mm. back his gifts. Some people say, well, because he hurt her feeling, or because he promised to marry her mm. and he did not marry her. Mm. Well, isn't it better than marrying her than divorcing her? Mm. It will be even worse. Okay. Mm. Yeah. No, Subhanallah, that makes that makes a, a lot of sense. So, so the, just to clarify as well, that the the woman she has the right of of course to call it off, but the, she also has the right to choose her husband in the first place. Of course. So from the beginning, from the mm. engagement. But what would the happen? The father say this guy is mm. good. Okay, let me get to know him. Mm. And well, during the engagement. Mm she found out that she cannot tolerate him. Mm. But what would happen, for instance, if the guardian actually uh, gave her away without her permission? No, that's not permissible. Would the marriage contract still be... It will be contingent on her approval. If she doesn't approve it, no, that's not permissible. And again, I would like to bring Mm. to the attention of the viewers, we're talking about the Islamic Mm. perspective, not the cultural perspective, whether in Egypt, whether in Pakistan or India, where Mm. people do a lot of things, Mm. then Islam will be blamed for it. No, that is not the case. So what can can we do at home, wherever we're living across the world? Maybe we are born or we're in a certain culture which have certain practices. Maybe our family, they're expecting certain things. They expect like a wedding, sorry, an engagement party, maybe even, you know, not not a walima for 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 the wedding, but even an engagement party or they expect certain things which, which maybe they're not against Islam. So you've got things that are actually against Islam mm. and things that are, you know, not 
that they're permissible. Well, some people throw a party, an engagement party, and uh, it's in a halal way, so that the men are together and the women together, and they're celebrating and having fun, uh, exchanging gifts. Uh, it is some sort of acknowledgement that these two guys are engaged now. Yeah. Fine. Islam would not forbid them from making such party. Mm. But this is not the aqd. Mm. No consequences yeah. whatsoever on breaking of the engagement, even after making a party and informing people mm. that were engaged. Mm. So, uh, as we said uh, earlier, she too has a right to call it off if she mm. wants to. But what can we do, for instance, if our family, uh, they're really pressuring us to do things that are not a part of Islam? You, do, well, you, do you understand that? Yeah, I perfectly understand. And I, I want to tell you one thing. Uh, a person who really loves Allah and His Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, would not let anyone, would not let anyone, under regular circumstances, make them disobey Allah or get involved in an act of disobedience. We know what happens in the engagement. Boys and girls, they get together. Boys are not uh, dressed up uh, properly. They, they sometimes even drink, akhi. Mm. You know, they yeah. dance, and this is an engagement. No, mm. that's not permissible. So if one of the families, like, you know, the groom's family or the girl's family, insisting that in our family we normally have this tradition and all her cousins, they must get together and they mm. dance and they sing songs and so on. I'm not interested, mm. you know. And that's why from the beginning we made the investigation we consulted mm. people and we prayed yeah. ishara. Look, if we're not on the same page from the be uh, from the beginning, then we're better off not to continue. Yeah, but you know, sometimes Shaykh, people put on a, an extra religious face uh, beforehand. Mm -hmm. You know, when when you're inquiring, maybe they're extra religious. You know, they they come across, they 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 lie about who they are sometimes. But you see, that's why the engagement is really important, mm. because you cannot just keep pretending forever. Mm. So when the guy is visiting, and it's Zuhr time, he didn't uh, make any move to pray. Mm. Uh, Asr time, he didn't show any interest to pray. Okay, mm. you see him while he's praying. He's looking around. He seems like this is his first time that he's offering the mm. prayer. That gives you an impression of what yeah. kind of person whom you're dealing with. Mm. Okay, yeah. it is not the uh, saying. And some people blame the girls for being very strict and asking the guy questions like how much you memorize of the Quran, do you know how to read in the Mus'af if they're not Arab, and uh, do you know that book, and whom do you listen to, and who are the sheikh you study with. Mm. I don't blame them. Mm. We live in a very weird mm. time. Mm. So people can pretend whatever. So the person must make certain, and that's why I like to call it investigation. Mm. I don't know if you agree with me, but this is how I would mm. really find out. And especially during the engagement, I have a better chance to investigate further and mm. to find out more about the person. Mm. SubhanAllah. So SubhanAllah, if, if a man, he or even the woman, they want to see uh, the fiancé, you know, if they want to see uh, more than one time, is this okay? It is okay to meet as long as you're meeting in the presence of a mm. family member and you're avoiding what is known as khalwa. Mm. What is khalwa? Khalwa is whenever you and I are alone. Mm. Any person by himself or any person and another, particularly a male and a female, mm. are alone, 
and behind closed doors mm. where there is a possibility if they wanted to do something like have an intimacy mm. they can why mm. because w we feel secure mm. doors are closed no one is watching us mm. so this khalwa the prophet sallallahu forbade a khalwa between a man and a woman who are not related to each other they are neither mahram to each other nor are they married to each other mm. and not only that he said subhanallah in the hadith uh, whenever a man and a woman happen to be alone in this khalwa, they're not alone. Mm. And thank you for bringing this up because that happens a lot during the engagement mm. because a lot of people do not perceive the concept of engagement uh, correctly from an mm. Islamic perspective. So he's coming home. Oh, is my fiance, mommy, okay? Uh, say hi to him. What are you going? I'm going to, uh, to the grocery store. And she leaves him alone with a girl. That is not permissible. Mm. This guy isn't her husband. Mm. And your daughter is not Virgin Mary. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's a human being. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whenever a man mm. and a woman happen to be alone mm. in one place behind closed doors, mm. then the third is Satan. And what does it mean? The Quran says, La shaytan Oh, who you believe, follow not the footsteps of Satan. Do you think that Satan would come to a believing young man who's practicing, or a girl who's wearing hijab and praying five times a day, mashallah, and she's religiously committed, and, and, and inspired them to commit mm. adultery? Of course not. Mm. But one thing at a time. Mm. So they get together, and he says, you really look so nice. Mm. And then she signed up. Then in a few minutes, you too, you look nice. Oh, what kind of clone you're wearing? What kind of, oh, I like your clothes. And you start touching. And one thing mm. leads to another. Mere looking at the fiance, mm. as long as you've made up your mind, Alhamdulillah, you've seen her a few times, then you're still commanded to lower your gaze. Mm. Because again, she's not your wife. Jazakallah khair, Very, very important points there. And I think that's actually clarified a lot of misconceptions that many people may Especially be Especially about engagement in the UK. Yeah, I mean, as <laughs> I said, uh, it, it's not something uh, you hear used a lot, not in a halal way. Mm. You know, it's usually in a, in a very cultural kind of way and in the wrong way a lot yeah. of the time. May Allah guide uh, us So, yeah, best. may Allah accept this and, and, and hopefully people can benefit from this. Jazakallah khair, Sheikh. Thank you. So make sure you join us next time for another episode of The Fiqh of Love. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.